0: everyone, and welcome to What Would My Shrink Say, a podcast where you get inside the heads of a couple psychologists and see life through their eyes. You'll never be the same.
1: Nick, I have a question for you. Shoot. Many times uh, I have clients that tell me they're struggling with sleep, Mm -hmm. either not sleeping enough or sleeping too much or whatever it is in the case of um, whatever that client's struggling with. I often refer those clients almost to you because I don't know much about sleep and you obviously do. What what kind of advice do you give to clients um, about sleep or sleep I- issues, I guess?
0: Well, it uh, depends on the sleep issue. Um, okay. So a lot of people I, I see come in with a, someone has stuck the label of insomnia on them. Mm. Um, and insomnia is kind of a, it's a it, type
1: of sleep issue.
0: Yeah. Okay. It's a, it's a sleep disorder technically. Um, but it's a little bit, well, I mean like a lot of our disorders, it's a little fuzzy actually when you, when you really kind of inspect it um, closely. I think technically what, what you need to have a diagnosis of insomnia is, um, you know, significant kind of significantly less sleep than normal more often than not for an extended period of time
1: so these basically. are the these are the patients coming in and saying i'm I'm not sleeping very yeah much so at if all. you
0: if you normally get i don't know seven and a half hours of sleep per right. night right most nights that's kind of what you get, and then something you know I don't know something something crazy happens um and all of a sudden you're sleeping you know five and a half hours, four or five nights a week um and this has been going on for a month two months that's that's basically insomnia, okay now the thing is though it's not uh it's not always, most, most people who struggle with insomnia don't actually have significantly less overall sleep um, than they did before they had insomnia. What ends up happening in insomnia is for, for a brief period, you do have way less sleep than you're used to.
1: Okay.
0: And then you become worried about sleep because obviously it doesn't feel good to get two hours less sleep than you're used to right you're tired you're sluggish you're kind of cranky right you're irritable you don't have as much energy all this stuff um so people start getting worried about their sleep and then they start trying to fix it and they start googling you know sleep hygiene tips and how to deal with insomnia and maybe they go to their doctor and get some sleeping pills and all of a sudden sleep has become a thing for them what used to just be something they did you know when it was bedtime and something they stopped doing when it was time to wake up now it's like a project
1: it's a focus yeah
0: something they're really thinking about and uh, and understandably because they get into bed and they they're wide awake and their mind starts thinking about what they got to do tomorrow and then they look over and they realize oh my gosh it's been an hour since i got into bed and i'm still not i don't even feel sleepy Mm. what if i what if it takes me another hour to fall asleep i'm gonna be a wreck tomorrow Mm. now they're even more worked up and even more less likely to sleep so You know, I think a common pattern with a lot of psychological, emotional issues is that the whatever happens, whatever kind of trauma or incident or negative thing that happens initially, you have a panic attack or you don't sleep very well for a couple nights or, um, you know, you lose someone close to you and you're just really down. How we respond to those kind of acute stressors or traumas is often more Important in the long run than the initial thing itself. So it's a little vague, but let me try and elaborate on that a little bit, please. You <laughs> lost me. I have no idea where you're going. <laughs> um, so let's say you. Uh, I, I had a client recently whose um, father died unexpectedly at a at a fairly young age, and he went through a lot of grief. Horrible um, thing to happen. Yeah, yeah. terrible. Um, and for a. a Few weeks he was really not sleeping very well. He because he would get into bed and he'd just think about his dad and how much he missed his dad, and he'd get understandably very upset. And sure. Um, and that just really impacted his his sleep. So he was, you know, he wasn't fairly normal, seven or eight hour per night sleeper, and he was getting, you know, six, six and a half. Um mm-hmm. and he went to his GP, his doctor, and the doctor told him, Wow, looks like you've got some insomnia. Um, here's some sleeping pills. So now it's kind of in his mind that there's something wrong with his sleep.
1: There's a sleep problem. Mm-hmm. He's got a my sleep disorder. For it, yeah, yeah,
0: insomnia. I mean, he started reading up on it online and realized this is a real disorder. There's boatloads of forums online with people talking about their insomnia and how it's ruined their life. And how and, awful it is. Mm-hmm. And yeah. So, but here's the here's the weird thing about sleep. The ho- The more you focus on it and the harder you try to do it and the more you think about it, the less likely you are to fall asleep. Mm. Right. Because by definition, sleep is, it's something that is very inactive. Right. Yeah, it's, it's like
1: the opposite of arousal.
0: It's the opposite of arousal. Yeah. If you imagine a continuum, like a horizontal line of human activity on the, on the far left hand side is sleep, deep sleep. You're not active at all. right? Right. You're Basically, comatose, (laughs) right? Then, you know, when you get out of sleep, you you might imagine kind of relaxation, like just sort of laying on the couch late in the evening, you know, very low stimulation. Then there's sort of like mm, active or alert, right? And this is like what you spend most of the day in, right? Checking emails, you're having conversations with people. Conscious. Yeah. Yeah. And then some, and then we all have like turbo mode. Which is you might define as arousal when you really have to kick it up a notch. Right, you know you're being chased by a bear in the wilderness, or Full your off. boss sends yeah. you an urgent email that you you know have to respond to. So it's like gears in a car, right? The thing is, you can't you can't go into sleep if you're in turbo mode. It just doesn't make any sense, right? It, it's it's like you can't be parked and in sixth gear at the same time. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work, right? And your your mind is the same way. So when you're laying in bed and you're worrying about how awful tomorrow is gonna be because you're not sleeping well, right? right? Or you're wondering what's wrong with you because you can't sleep. What you're doing is you're shifting your brain into a higher level of arousal, which is the opposite direction of sleep. right? So the, the problem of insomnia basically is, boils down to this term called sleep effort, which is that I, this idea that as soon as, you know, for a lot of people, when they have an initial problem with sleep, they think of it as a problem to be solved and they start trying to solve this problem they start taking pills they start researching it online they start doing all sorts of sleep hygiene stuff worrying about it worrying about it yep and it's and its effects on them the problem is all these things while great strategies in most of our lives trying hard thinking carefully problem solving doing research 95 percent of your life super great strategy right when it comes to sleep it kind of blows up in your face Mm. Because you're making yourself more aroused, you're essentially telling your brain kick up into work mode or turbo mode.
1: Yeah, or, 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 or we've got a problem, mm-hmm. and that's like the opposite of what you want to do when you're trying to
0: sleep. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, so I think that's. I know this is kind of a long-winded explanation, but it's it's important because it's very counterintuitive. Like we're we're saturated culturally in kind of a this problem-solving. Sort of mindset where every you know everything is sort of a, a thing you need to take control of mm. and apply mm-hmm. effort to it and figure out. And the thing about sleep is, human beings' bodies for hundreds of thousands of years have been sleeping just fine mm. on their own without sleeping pills, <laughs> right. right? Without Google giving them lists of sleep hygiene tips, like the your body knows how to sleep, um, and it's actually very normal to go through periods where you don't sleep as well as you would like. If, if your parent dies, it's incredibly normal to lay and wake in bed, you know, thinking about your sure, parent and being sure. unable to sleep. It right. doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. doesn't mean your sleep system's broken.
1: But once you start thinking it is, and once you start increasing your sleep effort, mm-hmm. that cognitive arousal that that uh, is actually not going to help you sleep, that's where the insomnia that's comes That's the from. problem, okay. right.
0: So that when you start developing behavioral and cognitive habits that lead to arousal, that's what leads to you chronically and consistently not being able to sleep as much as you would like. Because the thing you're doing to try and help is actually hurting.
1: Oh, I, I see what you're saying. So the, all the all the worry, all the focus about sleep, all the the sleep effort that you think might be helping you mm-hmm. Yeah, focus and, and address this problem yep. is actually exacerbating the issue and making it even worse.
0: Yes. So right. this is what I tell people: a common that when people can't sleep very well, the most common response they get from healthcare providers or friends or whatever is sleep hygiene, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And sleep hygiene is stuff like uh, make sure you there isn't too much light in your room, and make sure the temperature is mm-hmm. good, and make sure you don't eat a big meal right before bed, and stuff like this. Kind of useful little tips and tricks about sleep, and on their own, there's nothing wrong with those. Like. Yeah, you don't want to eat a huge meal right before bed like that's probably not going to be great for your sleep. And right. if you and if you've got a floodlight coming into your room in the middle of the night, like that's not going to be great for sleep. Mm. The problem is it the any of the mild benefits of the, of these like kind of sleep hygiene tips and of trying to make your sleep better, yeah. they're quickly outweighed by this really nasty negative side effect which is sleep effort when you're trying to make your sleep better. You're arousing yourself, right? Anytime you apply effort or kind of a striving attitude towards something, problem solving, you're telling your brain, kick up a gear, right? Go into work mode. And so, of course, you're not, you're going to have a harder time falling asleep.
1: Yeah. That makes a lot of sense, actually. So, the arousal caused by um, kind of the sleep effort works just the opposite of the way you think it will. And you don't get sleep because you're, going
0: through that arousal yes. all the time. So the, and this is the pro, this is the problem of insomnia is that it is a problem, but in order to get out of it you have to treat it as though it's not a problem. <laughs> it's like a golf swing. <laughs> yeah, right, sort of. The more you're in your head, <laughs> right. right before swing. Yeah, the worse your swing gonna outcome. be, right? right? So actually that's a great metaphor cuz so how do you end up uh, hitting the golf ball well if thinking about it makes it worse? What do you what do you do?
1: What Well, what I would do is (laughs) focus on like one thing, right? Mm. So stand over that ball, Uh look at your target,
0: swing. Okay, so don't think about it. Don't go
1: over (laughs) where your hands are, where
0: your elbow is, where your arm is, where your feet are, where your hip rotation is. Yeah. Should you never think about those things?
1: Uh, No. I'm, I'm sure there's a time and a place, but it's probably not. Right, before you hit the ball.
0: <laughs> right. It's like milliseconds. Yeah, practice, you, yeah. right? <laughs> yeah. There's a time for thinking about and understanding a problem and how it works and, and how to approach the problem, right? Mm. But game time is not that problem. Right. It's not that time. So similarly to sleep, it, it is important to understand sleep and how it works and to understand insomnia and the, the factors that go into it and to understand, you know, general kind of sleep hygiene things. The problem is if you're thinking about them during game time, like right before bed, you're going to totally screw yourself up
1: because you're going to increase that arousal.
0: Yes. Right. So the the overarching philosophy when it comes to working through insomnia is the phrase "set it and forget it."
1: Set it and forget Have you heard
0: it. this phrase before. I don't I don't know where it comes from, but I really like it. The idea is there there are rules and principles that will guide you through insomnia and that will get your sleep back on track, mm-hmm. and you need to understand those. But you need to, those need to be principles that like a robot, you just, you download and then you follow them without thinking.
1: Okay. And what are those principles? As
0: soon as you start thinking about them, you, you sort of short circuit the whole process. Okay. Right. What are these principles? So yeah, there's a few of them. Um, The the first, and most of them are counterintuitive. Okay. (laughs) So the first thing I tell people um, usually who have insomnia is 99% of people with insomnia should spend less time in bed than they currently do. Less time. Less time. Now, this is counterintuitive because if you think you're not sleeping very well, you're tired all the time. Right. right. Well, I got to get in bed so that I have more opportunity to sleep. Right. The problem with this is if you have insomnia, your bed has become, you've spent weeks, months, years, decades even laying in bed worrying about not sleeping. Okay. So your bed has become associated with sleep effort, with worrying, with arousal. Mm-hmm. Right. And if you get into, if you're in bed when you're not actually sleepy, you're just going to perpetuate that unhelpful pattern and set of habits, right? So that the, one of the really useful things you can do if you have insomnia is actually limit the amount of time you spend in bed so that you're only in bed when you're really, really sleepy. Mm. So look, the practical example, if you typically, let's say you typically get in bed around 1030, 1045, something like that. And normally you're asleep by 11, 1115, something like that. And then you maybe you wake up at uh, six thirty, somewhere around there. Seven, seven and a half hours of sleep is pretty normal night sleep. Okay. Well, what if you've got insomnia where you're you're doing that, and, but you're just not sleeping very. You're having a hard time falling asleep. You're laying in bed for an hour or two before you end up falling asleep. You're you waking at up at ten
1: thirty and you're not going to bed till one thirty. Yeah, something like that. Two or something. Then
0: you wake up in the middle of the night and you can't go back to sleep for a right. while. What most people try and do is they say, okay, well, I'm going to get in bed earlier. I'm going to get in bed at 9.30 mm-hmm. so that even if I lay awake for an hour and a half, I'll, pick I'm it up. St- I'll still get my eight hours in. I'll still get my seven hours in. Right. The problem is now you're spending time in bed when you're even less sleepy mm. than you were before. So there's even more opportunity for your brain to start worrying Mm. being effortful, like arousing you. I'm not going to sleep. Yeah. Yeah, So you're going to get frustrated, you're going to get worried and you're just going to, you're going to exacerbate this problem of, uh, you know, associating your bed with effort and arousal which is the last thing you want for sleep. Right. So the the first thing you need to start doing is eliminating all that effort and activity and thinking that you're doing in bed. Okay. So you actually, what you actually want to do is get into bed later than you normally would. Eleven. Yeah. 11, 12 even. You want to be dog tired, like cannot keep your eyelids from closing sleepy when you get into bed. Okay, And then you actually, you probably want to wake up earlier than normal as well. So if you would like to get seven hours of sleep, if you have insomnia, try and get six hours of good sleep consistently.
1: It shouldn't be hard if you've got insomnia. Right? <laughs> <laughs> to get less sleep, I mean.
0: Uh, you, well, you'd be surprised. <laughs> Um, but what what that does too is getting up earlier that means you're awake longer during the day and uh, more time obviously yeah which means you have more time to become sleepy mm-hmm. it, it's technically it's called sleep drive which is your need or drive for sleep increases yeah and the longer you're awake the stronger that drive for sleep is going to be gotcha so the next night right you're gonna have that much more need for sleep and so you're gonna have an easier time falling asleep and staying asleep mm-hmm. so it's mm-hmm. counterintuitive but you generally want to spend less time in bed than you normally would if you have insomnia and and really what you're doing here is you're, you're prioritizing quality of sleep over quantity of sleep. Gotcha. Which is actually much, much more important. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, six hours of really good, high quality sleep beats eight hours of mediocre sleep every single time. Yeah. Um, it's, you'll feel much better with with high quality of sleep. Mm -hmm. So that's the first thing. Um, Another thing would be to, you, wanna, you really want to start regulating your sleep patterns and rhythms. That's another common thing with people with insomnia is their, their sleep schedules are all over the place.
1: Right, some of my clients will say they take naps whenever they can, they, they try to sleep here and there. They're, yeah, they, they don't sleep regularly. Yeah, they know it. It's yeah. all, all over the place. Right.
0: right. So the best way to regulate that and even things out is to get up at the same time every single day. Now, this is a tall order. This is really, really hard for Same a lot time, of people. Same time, every day. Same time, preferably on the early side for you. Whatever's early for you. If you normally get up at seven, try six. Mm. Um, and you got to keep it every, not just on the weekdays or workdays. Every single day, weekends, holidays, whatever. Right. And when you when you do this, it's it's hard. I mean, it's it's really tough. But this will go a long way towards evening out your sleep so that you get into a consistent, regular, predictable pattern for sleep. Because that's what your brain wants. For like when
1: you get up and when you're tired, that becomes more consistent if you yes. keep that those patterns But it, it's, same. it
0: starts at the wake-up time.
1: Because mm-hmm. then you're going to start building that
0: sleep yeah, drive. Gonna, exactly, you're going to start getting... But one of the things you have to do is be careful of naps. So people with insomnia, as a general rule of thumb, should not be napping. Because when you, when you nap, you kill your sleep drive. You use oh, right. up sleep you drive. Deplete you it. deplete yeah. it. Yep. So it takes you longer to get sleepy again that night. Um, so what you want to do is really get yourself really, really, really sleepy by the time bedtime rolls around. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. that's going to that's gonna make it easier to fall asleep quickly and to stay asleep. Because that's of the driving. natural way. Right. Because you're tired. Right. But if you sleep in in the morning and if you nap, you're eating into that time you have to build up sleep drive. Mm-hmm. So you're just not going to be as sleepy. And then you're going to get frustrated and anxious because you're not sleepy. And so
1: things like weekends where you get up way late disrupt that sleep pattern. Yeah, it's
0: called. There's a phenomenon called social jet lag. Oh. If you think about jet lag, if you're in San Francisco and you're flying to New York, right? If you uh, if you get into New York at 10 p.m., right? That's the time on the wall. 10 p.m. And you get to your hotel room at 11, and you think, Oh, wow, 11 o'clock time for bed. Well, it's not 11 o'clock to your brain. Right. Right. To your brain, it's like eight. Right. So you're going to get in bed and you're going to be laying there. You're not going to, you know. Not tired. Yeah, you're not tired. And then what's going to happen when you wake up at 6 a.m., right? It's not going to feel like 6 a.m. It's going to feel like 3 a.m., right? Because there's a mismatch between what your body is expecting and what the time on the wall says. So, and we all know jet lag, like jet lag does not feel good, Right. That is exactly what we do to ourselves when on Saturday and Sunday morning, we sleep in an extra two hours. So our body gets used to waking up at eight instead of six. Hmm. And then all of a sudden, when you try and wake it up at six, your body's going to throw a fit because you've spent the last two days getting it used to waking up at well, eight. And you might
1: feel it on the going to sleep side, right? As because well. Because your, your sleep drive isn't as It's not as high. high. Yeah, Exactly.
0: Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Wow. So you really, I mean, it's... It feels good to sleep in for sure. And, you know, like you may feel like you've earned it and you probably have. Um, <laughs> but if your sleep is consistently bad, that is a huge contributor to it. Yeah. I mean, I, I really think this is a reason why. <laughs> this is why Mondays get such a bad rap. <laughs> right. You start off your day feeling terrible. Social jet lag. Yeah, yeah because you, you've you sort of ruined your sleep. <laughs> you got up you, way early, Yeah, you totally shifted around uh, your schedule for two days. yeah, And now you're having to shift it back again yeah um,
1: well and and that's not a good way to start the weekend if you have an insomnia like Monday oh, feeling like oh I haven't oh, slept at all which
0: just reinforces all these beliefs about you know my sleep is terrible mm-hmm. and I'm gonna I feel awful all the time and and therefore I have to try and fix this even harder and do more stuff and right so anyway that's another that's another the, the last point I think I would make is the last kind of principle would be that you should not be in bed if you're not sleepy and we've kind of talked about this before. If you're in bed and you're not sleepy, chances are you're going to start worrying, you're going to start thinking a lot, you're going to get frustrated. right? And then you're associating the opposite of sleep with your bed, right? So where this comes up a lot is for people who have what's called middle insomnia, which is their big problem is not necessarily falling asleep, it's that they wake up in the middle of the night and they can't go back to sleep, mm-hmm. right? And they wake up and they see their alarm, their You know, clock says 2.30 a.m. Right. And immediately, all these thoughts about, oh, great, I'm up again early. Like, how come I struggle with this so much? Tomorrow's going to be miserable, all these kind of things. Which, of course, you're shifting yourself up into arousal, right? Right. The problem, and and it's normal to be frustrated when you wake up in the middle of the night, for Sure, sure. Sure, You know, like, I mean, nobody likes that. The problem is when you, well, what do you decide to do in response to that? Now, what most people do is they lay there for a few minutes. Toss and turn. Toss and turn they're still, if anything, they're even more awake than they were to begin with. Start worrying. They start trying to sleep. They start trying to analyze what's wrong. How come this happened? Was it what I ate last night? Like, I knew I should have had chamomile tea instead of Earl Grey, you know, like all (laughs) this kind of stuff. Super. Like bully yourself into sleeping. Yes, exactly. Just, you're like cross-examining yourself. Damn it. Right. And then people get surprised when they still can't fall asleep because they're in turbo mode, right? Right. (laughs) Mentally, they're in turbo mode, which is on the exact opposite side of the spectrum, from sleep right this very normal yeah right so now the the problem is so one solution would be we'll just stop thinking just lay in bed and stop thinking (laughs) perfect (laughs) super easy right just stop thinking yeah unless you're the dalai lama Mm -hmm. and you spend all day long (laughs) meditating that is a tall order Mm -hmm. so for most people the better strategy is you need to do something that takes your mind off of that Bullying, problem solving, analyzing, worrying—kind of mindset.
1: But nothing too arousing, I guess.
0: Well, so that's the thing. W- what you want to do, really, is you want to get out of bed. If you wake up in the middle of the night and you're not falling back asleep within a few minutes, just get out of bed. Mm-hmm. Go, go to your living room. Right. Pick up a book and some, you know, a book you like. Um. Ter- even turn on the TV. This whole blue light thing and sleep—way overstated. Don't worry too much about it. Um it's better to go out on the couch in the living room and read a book for half an hour and let yourself get sleepy again and then getting back into bed when you're actually sleepy mm-hmm. and allow yourself to do what you're supposed to do in bed, which is fall asleep and right. be asleep, right? So that's, and as you pointed out, you, when you get out of bed because you're not sleeping, you want to pick something that's um, mildly enjoyable, you know, like a, a favorite novel that you read before, right? Or uh sitcom that you like cheers seinfeld the office something like that right but something that's not super exciting or novel don't go
1: watch a horror movie no or a show you've
0: never seen exactly right something that's again mildly entertaining and enjoyable um but uh, but not that arousing or stimulating
1: right that you can get almost bored with
0: yeah you do you know you you crochet i have a couple clients who crochet Uh, you know in the middle of the night when they can't sleep uh, Um, just something kind of yeah uh keeps your mind occupied and not worrying which is the most important, because that's the only way you're going to go from turbo mode, aroused, anxious, frustrated, down to sort of alert, relaxed, and then sleep. You, you can't go from turbo mode to sleep. You have to go through relaxation first. You have To descend. Yes. You got, <laughs> just like in a car, like if you're going, you know, 80 miles an hour in fifth gear and you try and put it in park, Bad things are gonna happen. You don't yeah. have to be a car guy to know like yeah. bad things are gonna happen if you try and do that.
1: By the way, I'm impressed that you've had a couple car metaphors in here already. <laughs> I had to note that.
0: That's <laughs> the rule for our podcast. So so
1: shift down.
0: Yep. But don't think that you can do that lying in bed. You're gonna stay in turbo oh, mode. Gotcha. If you're afraid of not falling asleep and you wake up in the middle of the night, I guarantee it, you're gonna stay there lying awake, worrying frustrated
1: so so going out to your living room and reading a book you've already read is kind of a shift down
0: yeah because you're putting your attention on something else besides trying right. to fall asleep which is arousal yep yeah. and mm-hmm. you're you're allowing yourself to get relaxed and then get sleepy at which point then you can go back into bed gotcha so if for any sustained amount of time you're still not sleepy and then you're in bed you should not be in bed you should get out that makes sense um so those three, I think. So the
1: three are, one, don't do anything else in your bed but sleep, right? Don't just sit there and toss and turn.
0: That's the one we just talked about. That's the one we just yeah. talked about.
1: The next one, uh, or the, the one previous was. Um, Wake up at the same time. Same time every, every day. day. Even every through the weekend. Day. Yep. Even through the weekend. And mm-hmm. on the early side, if you can.
0: If you can, because that'll regulate your sleep. It'll allow you to build up sleep drive and sleepiness, okay. right? And then the other one, the first one was? Spend less time in bed generally. Generally. Mm-hmm. The, okay. t- the temptation when you have insomnia is to, to take some naps, to get to bed earlier than Go you Go for quality do. over quantity. Exactly. Okay. Quality over quantity. Okay. Um, and if you can do those three things consistent, they're not easy. They're pretty straightforward, but they're, they're tough. Well, especially
1: if you're not sleeping, because it,
0: it does feel counterintuitive, some of those exactly. things. Exactly. Yeah. But, it, you know, it's important to know, I think, and a lot of people don't know this, um, no one's ever died from insomnia. You, you can't die <laughs> right. from trouble sleeping. And in fact, while a lot of people with insomnia, they get less sleep than is ideal. You know, most people need between six and eight hours. Mm-hmm. That's like their optimal amount. Right. A lot of people don't know you can function perfectly fine on four or even five hours a night. Yeah. You're not going to feel great, right? And you probably shouldn't be, um, you know, pushing, trying it. to land on the moon or something, you know. Right. But you're, you're going to be okay. Right. It's not bad for you. You can do it. And it, it's, it's borderline non-existent for me when, it, when you really get the details. Almost no one consistently gets less than four hours of sleep per night. Mm. It, it's extremely rare. Even for people
1: with insomnia?
0: Yes. A lot of people with insomnia also tend to overestimate or, or rather they underestimate how much sleep they're actually getting. Okay. Um, so, but the point of all this is just to, do, you know, sleeplessness is rough. It's rough when you're only getting five hours of sleep and you're used to seven. But the the more you worry about it, the harder you're going to make it on yourself. Hmm. You Which just makes can't, sense. It's quicksand, right? Like the harder you try and get out, the faster you sink. Right. Um,
1: the more difficult it gets for you. Yep. Yeah.
0: Um, so it is very hard and I don't want to sound callous for people who have sleep problems. It's miserable when you're not sleeping well. Um, it's just that getting really analytical and judgmental and effortful about sleep is only going to make it worse. Right, right. Uh, so the
1: solutions to insomnia are, are, can be a little counterintuitive, um, but they're there. They work.
0: Yeah, and actually we know it's I, – I have never in my – in years of treating insomnia, when people follow the guidelines, I've never seen it not work. Really? I've had people who for decades have had, had severe insomnia – and in a matter of months it's gone. They're good. Because wow. because here's the thing, your body knows how to sleep, like it wants to sleep. The insomnia is the problem of unintentionally getting in our body's way hmm. by trying to force sleep to happen, which we can't do and only makes us more aroused. Right. So there but there are some really good cognitive behavioral therapy for insomnia, which is what it is. There's decades of research showing it's super effective. All the me- major medical organizations give it as their first line gold standard treatment of choice yeah it works super super well um, if you're willing to do it for a little bit of time and get your sleep back on track so
1: that's awesome that's good advice and, and so many people are affected by sleep mm-hmm. issues and, and insomnia that man that's that's good to get the word out yeah yeah hey everyone nick and i really appreciate you listening to the podcast. Please rate us on iTunes if you get a chance, and if you have any feedback or comments for us, that'd be great as well. And if you have any questions or topics you'd like us to cover in the podcast, let us know in the comment section as well. Thanks.